0: The Barefoot Punter,
1: because
0: statistics are the best. The
1: Barefoot Punter, because you don't need
0: footwear to bet. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the mug, your co-host, the logical one. We take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the AFL and NRL 2021 season. And it's a big welcome back. It's of a logical one.
1: Yes, that's right, Mug. And you, you, you sound your dulcet tones are not quite as clear as normal, and there's a reason for that. The uh, Mug has that been the Mug has been on location is. in Adelaide, and uh, doing that's, a bit of research over there.
0: That's right. We we like a few a uh, few bets. Well, I like a few bets concerning the Adelaide teams. It just skipped over there for a couple of days, and actually just landed back in uh, in Melbourne. There, logical. And it, I tell you what, it's a bit chilly, so. I don't know. Uh, there might be some uh, might be some weather plays coming up later in the week as well. But uh, but how are you, mate? And uh, and do we have the pope there?
2: The pope is here, mug. All-
0: very good, mate. Well, uh, well, very good to talk to you. And and what about that play over the weekend with uh, Manly? Jeez, what a turn of events that was! I uh I tuned into that one a little bit late and saw. I think Manly was up thirty four to zero, and I was like, whoa. The Pope's got it done there, mate. So well done
2: on that result. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I don't know if there's an AFL equivalent of what one player does to A-Team. Maybe Ablett at Suns is the one that comes to mind. But it's uh, quite amazing what Turbo does to Manly. Carey, He's like the King Carey in his day. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Lara West Indies for a little bit more niche. But, yeah, it's major transformation they have.
1: Yeah, and now hold on, Mug. Uh, before we go too much further and skip over Adelaide, you've been over there. You're talking about being on location – have you, have you tracked down how Texas calf is? That's what we want to know.
0: <laughs> I think he's, uh, the, the word on the street over here is that, uh, is that he, he's going to be no good. So that's uh, that's positive news for the Hawks. And I wouldn't have thought I'd be saying that um, at this time of year, saying it would be a, a good thing to have. You'd, pr- you'd probably say after the last couple of years, um, having Tex out in the middle is probably a good thing uh, for, the, for the opposition. But, uh, but, yeah, he's been pretty important for him. But I don't think he's going to get up the big Texas.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's very. Um, you've been down the hospital and round the club and stuff. That's good to see.
0: Sniffing <laughs> around West Lakes I have been, uh, which has been uh, has been interesting. But uh, how did you go over the weekend, logical? What did you see?
1: Oh uh, yeah, we went okay. We went okay. Um, what I did see is I went to the game on um, on Sunday. I popped into the Geelong Kangas game. Got a late entry there. Sat there with my Geelong Geelong buddy, and it was a terrible game. And the one thing I noticed, and it's a bugbear of mine, is Jack Zeeble, he gets 38 possessions on the stat sheet on the weekend. He played on from fullback 13 times, so he should really only have 25 possessions. That is sickening that he gets listed as 38 possessions on the stat sheet and everyone thinks he has a great game. He didn't have a great game. He probably got 13. He probably got another three cheapies straight back to him from his kicking out because they had no structure and nowhere to go. I just can't stand that. They got to get rid of that. It's a it, they're irrelevant stats, and it's a bit of a bite on the game.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of cheap footy there, and, and mate, I went along to um, I went along to the, the Carlton Port game on uh, on Saturday night, and gee, so just Carlton's defensive structure it, to see that firsthand, it was just like Port was scoring so easily against Carlton, and I, and I really. I'm really a bit concerned for for the Blues and, and where to for here from them because they've got they've got bigger issues than just personnel. They're, they've actually got some uh, structural malfunctions in the way they're playing, and, and Port Adelaide really exposed them. I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. Till late, till late <laughs> when we needed the total to go over, and they just stopped scoring. Both of them, but uh, yeah. That's...
0: Well, that's, uh, that maybe feeds into the uh, into the next topic. Logical? Uh, are you ready to talk some? Bad
1: beach. I sure am. And uh, another one of them for me this week comes from that uh, North or Geelong North game I went to, and the guy sitting next to me, he had a he had a uh, same game multi, and he had only needed one leg, and it was uh, Patrick Dangerfield, anytime goal scorer, and he took a great mark about fifteen out, and he's handballed it to Gary Rowan for the snapshot, and it was just sickening for the guy, and. Not only should he he's handed that off. What sort of player actually asks for that handball fifteen out when you've got a guy's taking a mark? And that's what Gary Ryan was doing. So it's twofold sickening there. So that was a that was a horrible beat for my mate. Um, and the other one, I think you, you'd be pretty disappointed if you're on Sydney head to head on the weekend. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's that
0: was a real that was a real Nick Davis sort of moment, wasn't it? When uh, when when Kelly sort of just flashed through that pack and. Bad defensive structure and uh, throws it on the left and through she
1: goes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, that 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 was the ones that I saw over the weekend. And what about you, Pope? Was there anything in the NRL, NRL that you saw?
2: Yeah, there's a standout in NRL from the week just gone. Logical one, West Tigers, eighteen and a half point underdogs, playing at Seven Dollars Head to Head, Takes South to extra time in uh, at Stadium Australia and had their chances in normal time to go there and get pipped in golden point, so And for, to go to extra time, South's need to kick um, a 45-metre two-point field goal to get there. So wow. um, if you're on West Tigers at the big price, you're yeah, pretty hard done by not to walk away with the chocolates there.
1: Those two-point field goals are that rare that the league now, Stats app, can't handle them. They still put them in as the one point. That's how rare they are.
2: Yeah, they would have had a rough week, the Stats app. They had two to deal with over the <laughs> weekend. So plenty of plenty of um, emails coming to their feedback channel, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, very good. There, there is um, one other issue I want to raise from AFL during the week. Um, well, the Pope's going to go whack. Here we people. go. It, it uh, Directed at you, Mug, it's um, no more Friday night football in West Australia. I saw your tweet. Is that what we've got there? That just uh, back to VFL only on Friday nights? Is that um, your, your wish coming out? Just too late for you to have a West Australian game on Friday night?
0: No good, mate, no good. I like the uh, the twilight time slot in WA, uh, the 4.35 or the uh, the, trip, the, the Sunday afternoon uh, is, is beautiful, um, fantastic for everyone, but none of this 8.10 on a Friday night. Come on, Pope. You know, I'm a father of two. I've got to get my sleep, mate. I've I, I got a lot of things on my plate at the moment. No more 8.10 games on a Friday night.
2: No, fair enough. The people of Perth can just have to deal with it. Don't worry about it. Finishing work and getting to the ground they, um, They'll they just have to watch it on TV From Victoria from the future
0: I've spent a fair bit of time in Perth And um, that, that doesn't worry them To uh, to knock off work early or whatever they, they, they can just get to the games a little bit earlier
1: That's fine Alright, and now one last thing I want to get into Before we get into some games um, Last week the Pope uh, Accurately assessed that that Newcastle price Was going to go right off I think it was plus two and a half at the time did it go off? Did they get to four and a half?
2: Yeah, Newcastle went off minus four and a half.
1: Minus four and a half. So they actually didn't cover the closing line. They won by four.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Um, another one I think I spoke about is um, the Carlton Plus. I said I thought that had finished up Pickham, and that finished up that finished up around Pickham Port's slight favourites. And um, one thing I was going to talk about is there's some trading opportunities there if if you can get that right. And for people that don't understand that, that you can. You can either go onto Betfair, which is a peer-to-peer betting app, where you're betting against each other, and you can, you can, you can bet on something, and if that price moves, then you can lay that back out near the jump for a profit. Um, so you could have taken Newcastle at maybe the, the two dollars thirty or, or whatever the price, two dollars ten, and then, and then when the right on the jump, you might have been able to lay that out. pope was that like a dollar sixty six or something like that, was yeah, it? Yeah,
2: around that dollar sixty four, I think it was. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you can either lock in a profit on both sides, or you can, or you can lock a profit in on. The, the side you want to be on. Um, alternatively, you could back the plus and a plus one and a half, two and a half Newcastle, and then on the jump you could have plus back to plus four and a half Sharks, and you're cheering a gap. And in that situation, you would have got yourself two winners, two bets, two winners, but no risk if it really falls outside of those that that, that sort of gap band um, in the AFL game. You could have done that as well. You could have back back to plus nine and a half. Carlton, and then at at the jump, you could have backed Port Adelaide at sort of $1.90. You wouldn't have got the chocolates, but you've you've only lost a little bit of that margin. So, there's some some things you can do if if you can get it right and see which way the market's moving.
0: Well, uh, that's some uh, fantastic insight uh, for the punters, Logical. Are you ready to do some games?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Friday night, uh, we've got GWS taking on Western Bulldogs and importantly, Logical, this one's down at Canberra. We've got the head-to-head 325, a dollar 35, and the line sitting at 18 and a half. What are you seeing here?
1: Yeah, Canberra. It's going to be a freezing cold night at Canberra. One of those frosty, no wind type nights, and the temperature drops very quickly. So I think it will be quite dewy. Um, dogs, no injuries. Everything is going great for them. They're going. They're playing amazing football. But I don't think they've played a lot, or they haven't really been challenged too much. GDRS had just come back with off, coming off the back to back back of two reasonably good wins, and from I just when I see this nineteen and a half at Canberra in low scoring match, I just think that's too far apart. I don't have them that far apart, and I think GDRS are playing pretty well, so I'm 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 putting up GDRS plus nineteen and a half here for me.
0: Excellent. Well, that's a uh, that's a great one for the listeners. And just on that uh, logical, what's the um What's the play here by GWS? Do they come out with all that aggressive stuff that huff and puff or do they uh, or do they put that aside and just try and play footy?
1: Yeah, on that one, I'm, my guess is as good as yours. Um, I, I don't know about that, but I think that they're, they're playing pretty good football. Um, hopefully they just stick to the football side of things and, and go about their business. Like, Mumford's Mumford's played two games, I think he's probably only got about three or four innings before he's cooked you know before he needs a rest. Um, this might yep. be sort of he, – he plays against this week. This might be the one he really gets up for against the Dogs. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, uh, there's a good start for the listeners anyway. Thank you very much, Logical. Let's talk next game now. We're going to head down the highway. Uh, we've got Geelong taking on West Coast down at their stadium. $1.52 the Cats and uh, $2.55 West Coast. And that line, um, depending where you're looking, uh, around about that 10 mark, 11 and a half. Interesting um, – Interesting betting game, and, and, and one of the games of the round, uh, Geelong um, must have struggled a little bit. I didn't see the game against North Melbourne, um, but uh, must have struggled a little bit. And now 11.5 favouritism, which I find um, I find a little bit interesting. How are you seeing this one?
1: Yeah, I think it's been well documented that Geelong aren't playing good football at the moment. They're playing ugly football. Not, their forward line's not looking amazing, they, like Dangerfield went off sore on the weekend. I think Soward was a little bit injured late. They're, they're, they're just travelling. Um, they they got beaten up by Melbourne the other week. I, I I have these sides. I have West Coast ahead of Geelong. If this was on a neutral ground, even though West Coast have got their own uh, injury problems, but hopefully they'll get Hearn back this week. I still think they're going better than Geelong, and then I don't have that that home ground advantage enough to make this eleven and a half point start so i'll I'll be backing the the coasters at this, but it could even get a little bit bigger
0: yeah and no, i'm I'm with you on this one logical i I mark West Coast has been a, a better team than Geelong, and that that line um, would suggest they're a, about the same or that Geelong's even better, and I'm not sure I can have that so uh am I'm, I'm with you there uh let's uh, have a look at that line and, and see where that one ends up. next game we're going to talk about is the Anzac Eve clash, and this has been uh this has really turned into one of the marquee events. We've we've attended this one in recent times, logical, and it's a, it's a great event. And I have to say, this would be our mailbag dot com dot market mover of the week because this one started around about thirteen and a half and is now trimmed up to six and a half. And it's, I'm talking Melbourne versus Richmond at the MCG on Saturday night. What are you seeing here, logical?
1: Yeah, it has been a big move. I think you called it on Twitter too, the mug. I think you said if you like the like the D's get on there now. Um, I'm I really like this move because I want to be on Richmond especially now where the price has got to I look at Melbourne's run so far this season and I know this might sound a little bit like I'm contradicting myself because I was tipping Melbourne for the minor premiership last year I mean mean last week and I think they're going pretty well Melbourne but the quality of teams that they've beaten is not really great to this this part of the, this this stage of the year the Tigers we know are a really good football side. And I'm still not completely convinced about the Demons. You know, they've beaten Frios and Kilda, who's going terribly. GDRS, when they were going bad, Geelong, we've, we've said they're not going great, and Hawthorne. And and Richmond, I think they're getting back to the good form. They, they were good against Port the week before, and they smashed St Kilda. They're back at the MCG. They've got Hooley back. That you know, I I think this one's one for Richmond at the line, but I'll also be back in Richmond at some of the bigger margins. I think they really could touch up the Ds here because they'll be fired up. And and I think it's a really... I, I've got a few opinions this week, but I quite like Richmond here.
0: Yeah, well, this is uh, consensus bet number two in a row, logical, because I completely, 100% agree with you. Um, I thought that line was high for Melbourne at 13.5, but I absolutely want to be with the Tigers here. I. I just don't have these teams that close. I like what Melbourne are doing. Like you're saying, you know, Pickett and McDonald, they're playing well, but, you know, Tigers are still the number one seed and uh, and I'll be having some head-to-head and line. And I'll be actually interested to see where that game ends up in terms from a betting perspective. But, uh, yeah, I'm all about the Tigers there as well.
1: Great. good to see we're agreeing here. And then we're going to have a look at, <laughs> we're gonna have a look at we one more. We
0: don't always agree, but sometimes we do. <laughs> And we're going to head down to UCAS Stadium, where uh, my mob is uh, is taking on Adelaide. Um, this one fired up a little bit tighter, and the Hawks are just pulling away now. That line is out to eight and a half, and uh, you've got a, a head-to-head of around sixty or so versus uh, two thirty five. dollars 35 um, I, I have these teams rated fairly similarly logical, and... Um, and down at Fort Taz, I, I think you just have to be with with Hawthorn. There's been such a, a dominant place for us. Uh, the Texan not playing. And um, well, yeah, I'm, I I'm don't think be, that's I don't gonna,
1: think that's confirmed yet. Is it the Texan not playing?
0: Well, the, uh, my my ear's been close to the ground. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Okay. And um, and I've got to be with the Hawks.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. just just on the UTAS Stadium. Do you think the UTAS is a bigger advantage for Hawthorne than the MCG? Or the same or less? What, what, how do you compare that?
0: It, it's, it is a little bit tough because we have been so dominant as a team down there over the last few years, but uh, it is a big advantage for us. I, I, our, our win-loss record and, and our covering the line has been really, really solid down there at, at Utah. So I think it's right up there.
1: Well, part of that part of that winning record down there and the, the, the way you go is because you do play the inferior teams down there, the lower-drawing teams or the interstate teams, so it is – it, it is more like you are more likely to win those games. But I do think you go quite well down there. Uh, with Tex, with some doubt around Tex, I think he's huge for the Crows at the moment. And I think Hawthorne are going quite well. I know this market's moved, but again, I'd still be leaning to the Hawks at the minus here. Um, and I'll, I'll be going for that seven and a half at the moment. I think it'll go to 10 and a half or so. Yeah,
0: okay. Gee, so have we, uh, we've had three consensus bets in a row there, Logical.
1: Yeah, yep. And I've got a few views this week.
0: Ah, excellent, mate. Well, that's, uh, that's great insight for the listeners. Um, well, mate, that wraps it up for our uh, AFL chat. How about we talk some NRL?
1: Let's do it. The NRL season has whizzed by. We're already up to round seven. And before we get into some games with the Pope, we thought, I thought it might be a good idea just to get some views where he thinks the premiership market's at, who's going well, and whether or not he likes anyone in the market at the moment.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Logical One. Started the year thinking there was big four teams that um, separated themselves from this pack, and we talked about Canberra as sort of a tier below, but based on the price, a little bit closer to those top four than the market indicated. Um, that's probably separated itself a little bit. It's it's now a big three with the injuries Roosters have got, um, and in reality, there's probably if you look at it now at round six and round six there's three teams that you think can win the comp and then you've got real question marks over everyone else in the competition. So um, tough to find value at the bigger price. So Melbourne, um, talk to the Melbourne price, they're they're $5 at um, most corporate bookmakers and I actually rate them the second best team in the comp. So if if you look purely on the price, they're rated third in third line of betting with most. So I think that's a bet. Um, $5 is a short price for, you know, if you want to take it outright and, if you want to look at elsewhere at a bigger price, then you're talking about the upside. And I still think, despite the fact they haven't been going that well, um, and I've talked about them a lot and I don't have shares in Canberra milk or anything, but <laughs> Canberra for $13, I think there is upside in, is where they can get to. Um, and as I say, there's, I think there's only three or four teams can win this comp as it stands. Um, questions around Parramatta, I still think, even though they're 5-1 and, and, and Rooster's injuries are going to be a bridge too far for them. So that upside of Canberra at $13, if they can get their act together, then... Um, for me, there's real there's real value at that price, and gives you options later in the year too. If, you know, been able to sort of move some levers around at the thirteen dollars currently.
1: So, what's Canberra's win win loss at this stage? They're three and three. They're three and three, and what are the Storm four and two?
2: Four and two, and getting guys back is, as we sort of mentioned in the last couple of weeks. So, um of right third line of betting. I, th- I think they're the second best team, yep. and again, I think if you had if you played them against the top team, Penrith on a neutral venue now, I think it would be pretty close to pick them. So, yeah, they're um, in as good a form as anyone, aren't they? They are, yeah, and, and guys, only guys to come back. So I think that's an attractive price and, and probably won't be there for too many more weeks.
1: Yep, great. Okay, so uh, there you have it, uh, tipping up $5 for the Storm and a bit of value, the 13 around on Canberra. You did tip Canberra early on the season and I think that was a bigger price too, wasn't it, at the time?
2: I think they were 10 or 11 So they sort of floated around that mark, but this was the week where... Um, I guess they've been re-rated a fair bit. They, they got beaten comfortably by Parramatta over the weekend. And they've drifted in that market, um, but they've still got the nucleus of their best team. They don't have too many injuries. They've got to figure some things out, but I still think they've got capabilities. If a couple others dropping off around them. Some teams have injuries. There is upside with the Raiders. Yep.
1: And uh, I see you tip the Storm and you tip Canberra. You've always so been betting into most of their games this this round. Just. We're not going to look at those games this week. I thought that had a buy because you weren't tipping them up, but it's interesting. But that's not the games we're going to look at this week. Um, the first game you wanted to look at was the second oh, – or the, the early Friday game, sorry. That's the Gold Coast um, versus the Rabbitohs, And the, the Rabbitohs are six-and-a-half-point favourites there at $1.44, Gold Coast two eighty uh, away from home. Um, what are your thoughts there?
2: Gold Coast got lapped on the weekend too. And again, we spoke about last week, Manly and, and Tom Draboyevich – put on a show down Mudges we indicated and, and they they won comfortably so and Gold Coast were pretty unimpressive, but they are the seventh. So best so Tommy
1: put on a show, was he just amazing in that game, was he?
2: He was he was very, very good. And then guys who um had been very average, they looked um next level with him there. So yep. yeah, what what he does to those around him is um has a really dramatic effect. And I actually I would have liked to have talked to Manly's premiership price today, but but um, most, most are keeping them safe. And um, we, we talk around. If you look at their price, they're going to finish bottom half of the eight most likely. So, if you go for that four league multi in the finals, like it's it's not really much value. I thought it might be a bit more, but it's not.
1: Yep, yep. Sorry, so sorry to sidetrack you. you were talking about Gold Coast there.
2: No, I think I sidetracked myself anyway. <laughs> but uh, Gold Coast, they're, they're an inconsistent team at the moment. So, um, and got that, but. They are probably in that bottom half of the eight mix and one of the arts of this is probably picking the weeks that they're going to bring effort and when they're not and, and coming off a loss um, against the else who are missing Luttrell. Luttrell's out suspended and he's actually Dicko, um, asked Dallium, so he's currently leading the Dallium, so that's how well he's going. He's out suspended, so that's six and a half. I, I can't get it there and then um, with Luttrell in, so Luttrell out. Um, that's only sure I think they're good value at the $2.80, Gold Coast this week I was going to say,
1: they sound like that sort of team you back them at the head-to-head or the 13-plus rather than the than the line because of their inconsistencies. They're either on or not. Yeah, and
2: the angle with league at the moment, the plus is hard in these games, the way it's sort of um, penny out. The ninety plus is less attractive than that head-to-head or talk margins, and um, yeah, I, th- I think Gold Coast at the price this week are a very good option. You sort of think there's going to be a bit of bounce back there too from how they performed last week, so I think they're a good bet.
1: Okay, and the second game you want to uh, look at uh, this week is is the second Friday night game. So back to back, that's good for your Friday night um, punters who want to sit back on the couch. They get a get a view in two NRL games, and it's the uh, Parramatta taking on the Brisbane Broncos at home at TIO, TIO Stadium. Uh, Parramatta minus thirteen and a half point favorites and a dollar nineteen. The Broncos at four seventy five.
2: This is actually in Darwin, um, so neutral venue, which is which is part of the angle we'll play into, but. Um Again, to the plus Huddet angle, be on Brisbane here. Um, I like them at this at this five dollars four seventy five. So if you look at their last few weeks, if you go back from the most recent, they they ran Penrith really close over the week, and that was um, scores were tied with five minutes remaining. So then you sort of look at their form line going back, and the week before they had Souths, and they were down by four with not too long to go in the first half. So they they had a good patches there against Melbourne. They led sixteen after twenty five. So all of a sudden. You look at a form line that doesn't look too bad. Um, they have got they have come off the big three going into Parramatta, who are who are fourth, um, who are third on the ladder, and probably fourth best team the at the moment. So it's a tough month, but in Darwin conditions probably suit Brisbane. Um, Parramatta are a flaky team at times. They they are inconsistent. They lost to St George a few weeks ago as heavy favourites. So I think the five dollars or four seventy five around that mark. It's it's well worth having a punt on. Um, on the Broncos this week at that price.
1: Yeah, I should have picked up the TIO Stadium because they do play AFL there, and it's interesting. Have they played NRL there before? I'm, I'm not aware of it if they had.
2: Yeah, they have. Um, last year, I think, missed. There's one game which last year missed due to COVID, but they have done it before, and, um, yeah, the conditions are obviously unique up there. I think it's going to be 29 degrees for most of the games, so um, that's that brings a unique factor too. You go up there, as it's Parramatta. It's, it's easy to take a, a week off mentally, I think, in, in that... Um, environment so yeah I think at the price here, they're worth a shot here even though they are an average team and um, you've got to have a bit of faith I guess that you're, you're taking Broncos um, after a tough month that I think they're, um, they're a real chance in this one.
1: Yeah it's interesting in the AFL games it can get quite slippery at night in, in Darwin and sometimes it's not even because of the dew it can be because of the sweat on the players hands they say so some of them the AFL players used to wear sweatbands. so I could I would assume that any sort of slipperiness would only help Brisbane in a game like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you think that um, those conditions would bring the teams close together too. So it's a it's a natural um, benefit for the outsider, I think, as well. Yep.
1: Sunday at the SCG at 4.05, we've got the Roosters four-and-a-half-point favourites against St. George. And the Roosters are coming off a big loss to Melbourne last week. How are you seeing this one, Pope?
2: It's the traditional ends like they clash, this one um, logical one. So, and it hasn't really been a marquee fixture for a while. So, there's a bit of added impetus with Dragons going well this year, probably similar to down here. It's It adds a little bit when Essendon and Collingwood are both going well. So, but you've got Roosters and, and Dragons who um, are, are both tracking not too bad. So, this adds an element of interest. And um, to who I like, it's the Dragons. So I think um, at the price here, again, the. Roosters are seemingly rated pretty highly in the market too, both in futures betting and um, week to week in their prices. And I think they're still overrated. It hasn't redressed enough for where they're at and um, the players they have playing from through injuries and, and the like. Um, yeah, so from
1: their best team, how many would the Roosters have out?
2: They'd, they'd probably have four or five. Um, and there's another one that they're missing. Well, there's another three that they're missing from last week, two injuries and a suspension He's challenging it tonight at the judiciary. But if he misses two like this this is a pretty big price. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about eight first graders potentially out for various reasons now. Um, and Dragons are going pretty well. They they lost last week, but um, they've been up for four weeks and they weren't that bad. Like Warriors completed 100%, which is rare. Um, they were a bit flat, but they weren't shocking. So, yeah, what, um, naturally they're going to be up for this one, Anzac Day. Um, you know, a, a unique atmosphere. Um Naturally, be in it, and we're starting again to think at margins in this one too. I think so. Um, I think they can really challenge them, and the head to head, I like. And then, yeah, they're gonna um, with their attacking impetus that the Dragons have. I think they can really um, challenge the Roosters' defense. And yes, I can see them running away with this.
1: Yeah, I really like that. Bob. It makes sense, and three outsiders this week. I know you like the outsiders generally, which which agrees with the way I I like to bet. You've been going well, so. There's three decent outsiders for the for the, um, for the the punters.
2: Yeah, I probably think the way League has been tracking to some degree, I think some of these prices are really getting short on the favourite. Um, and that's obviously the results so are leading into that with the percentage of favourites that have been winning. You, but I think it's sort of over-indexing too much at the moment. So that's why we've sort of found some outsiders in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and we've spoken about it other weeks, but I think this week we've got a 16.5-point favourite, a 13.5-point favourite, a 16-point favourite, a 9.5-point favourite and a 15.5 point favourite. Some really boring one-sided games if, if, if going by the market.
2: Yeah, and that's um, that's after a week where there was actually some um, unexpected results, both in terms of outsiders winning and um, some big lines where outsiders ran them close. So um, only two of the eight favourites covered the line on, on the weekend, which is the first time that's happened since since about August 2019. Um, so it's a long time since there's those results, but it still hasn't affected the market market this week Um, and yeah I I think we can find some value there in the outsiders
1: Great, thanks for joining us again Pope Um, you did mention the Anzac Day clash and one thing that me and the mug didn't talk about was the Anzac Day clash which I think is a little bit bit neglectful not to talk about it on this weekend so I thought I'll just add it at the end it's I think a five and a half point favourite for Collingwood and Essendon so it's a great betting game, looks like it's going to be really close but from what I see I think Collingwood have got a few injuries this week and the market's overreacted to it it's probably a recency bias to those injuries Essendon have also got similar amounts of injuries and and I think that I'll be probably chiming into Collingwood they could even get to that three and a half point favorite so I think they're a much better list and, and a better team than Essendon haven't really been challenged um, and if if you're getting closer to the match it's a great one to bet on the Anzac Day medal so um, so have a look out for that and you can get some some tips on that on the mailbag.com.au and, Pope, do you want to give us a sign-off uh, that the, um, now the mug's not here and, and, and let, it, let it rip?
2: Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>